No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back. Another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your purveyor of all things pistachio and pumpkin spice, PL. Hi, everybody. Greetings, greetings, greetings. It's Ad Head Shepsuit. Great to be back here. Yes. What's up, guys? It's Jazzy. There you go. There you go. And I am, you know. Joining the uh, lovely team from just north of Venezuela. Um, it's nice here, you know, having some adult beverages and getting my tan on. Although with my tan, I might be, able to get, I might not be accepting the parts of Hispanola. More about that later. Uh, <laughs> but here we are, and um, thought we'd kick this off with discussing history, right? History with P and L. Um, <laughs> just imagine in the 1930s in Germany, and there's a man with blue eyes, a really stupid mustache, and short hair that's bent on returning his country to a state of glory. And imagine for years he's been discriminating against. Jewish people, like taking their businesses, getting them attacked, building up an army, although he signed treaties saying that he would not, centralizing a lot of the country's resources, and then basically annexing and invading surrounding lands because he feels like he can. And imagine world leaders taking a blind eye mostly, not really doing much to like stop him, but then they realize, all right, boy's not going to stop. So let's give him this land and build up our armies so that we can actually fight this man off. So that happens. 1939, that man, Adolf Hitler, <laughs> invades Poland and starts World War II. Fast forward, you got Vladimir Putin, who, by all accounts, wants to restore the glory of the USSR um, invading Ukraine. And there's a lot to delve into there, right? It's the act itself. But first, what I'm what I'm doing is historically, I'm setting the tone. This is not like, this didn't happen, like this didn't pop up out of nowhere. So don't let the news tell you, oh, this is like something that just happened. It's been brewing. The yeah. US has played a part in it, good and bad, um, right? But- yeah. There's a history, there's the present situation, and then there's also the fact that people of African descent somehow, some way, are being discriminated against during a humanitarian crisis, right? If everybody should be able to evacuate, you can't say women and children, like only, oh, no, 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 <laughs> not black women and children. Yeah, wait, <laughs> like, you know, these people first. And, 
you know, the history of Ukraine and Russia is a very fractured, tense one. History of Russia and Crimea, which is, you know, part of the same region that this is all um, concerning, you know, has a very interesting and fractured history. But before I, you know, kick it off, well, open the floor, rather, I'll say that if you if you people listening do not watch history and don't read history, then you'll think this is like some brand new thing. But this has been like the history of Europe and the history of the world for centuries. Mm -hmm. And it's not surprising. Um, the only thing now is where will America draw its line? Because on the one hand, America has played a part in trying to control who was in power in Ukraine. And at the same time, um, you know, NATO and other forces also know that there has to be some type of boundary set so that no one country in Europe feels like they can take it all over. And at the same time, there's the discrimination of African descendant people in the Ukraine. And of course, our lovely celebrities are putting up a lot of falsehoods and limited information because, you know, their performative outrage for some some likes and to keep their sponsors sponsoring is super annoying. But yeah. Yeah. It's really, I mean, who really loses in this situation, obviously, are civilians who don't get the privilege of sitting in some of these higher level meetings. They wake up in chancletas and sweatpants and a FIFA jersey and their balconies are being blown off like that. Like these are the people who lose. Right. Um, other people who lose are people who instead of paying, um, you know, academic probation prices in gas now have to look forward to Richter scale prices in gas because of some other because of, again, not having the privilege of being in some higher level classified meeting, you know, where people are playing Stratego with global economics and land and whatever else. And so it's really unfortunate to see for me, um, you know, I've, I've, as this has been developing, a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, we need to just mind our business because, you know, we have a lot of problems here at home. And I'm like, we be having problems here at home because we in everybody's business, everybody, everywhere else all the time. Like terrorism is an issue because we literally are destabilizing countries, taking them over, taking their natural resources, making treaties, doing these violating treaties. Like, I mean, and the Ukraine story is literally what we're looking at as a result of that. You know what I'm saying? People might not remember, but um, and even I um, want to brush up on what this was. But Biden and his son ended up in the news while Trump was in the president's seat for dealing with Ukraine. You know what I'm saying? And they were trying to put exposés out on him for for I don't know if it was money or whatever the case may be. But this is this is far from just mind your business and stay on your side. Like the radical question, left. Will you shut up, your, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so right. Gentlemen, is, I think this we've is ended so this. unprecedented. Court. We have ended. We're no, not no. going to give a list. We have ended. Yeah, but but this we live in a global community. You know what I mean? Every superpower is touching everything. And so it isn't very simple for us to um, you know, remove ourselves from the situation. And I will also say that um you know, folks are disgusted with the airstrikes and all that stuff that Putin was doing, but I'm like, we have bombed many people. You know, obesity, 
Obesity drop bombs on Syria like the same in the same manner. You know what I'm saying? And so made a lot of refugees. And then we had the nerve to talk about not letting people in. So I'm just saying that this situation is this far, it would it would be beneficial to all of us who are deeply impacted by this, right? To be able to take a look at what's at the history of how we got here, you know? Um, because like I said, promises are, are made and we may not be aware of all of the promises that were made or all of the deals that were that were orchestrated, but that doesn't mean they don't exist, you know? And so my biggest fear from this was I didn't want more radicalized people to hate the U.S. for taking the stance that it took because the whole world was waiting on Biden to speak. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like if... When we know what we're doing and we know that we're clear on something, we pop the our, our elected officials pop out first thing in the morning. This nigga didn't speak to nobody till 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> and I knew, I knew at that moment something was up because when they catch, when they caught um, Bin Laden or whoever else, we woke up to them on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, they told us straight out of the gate, this is what's going on. And they needed half the day to get their shit together and still didn't answer some of the questions. We know for sure. They got to choose their words wisely with Mr. Big, big, big uh, nukes Putin. Oh, yeah. I I just think they, they don't even, I don't think the U.S. has a stance. No, they're in some shit. Yeah, they know they're just like, okay, let's see where it goes and uh, we'll see where we need to end up. Like with every other conflict. I mean, I just don't like the jokes that we make. I get it. Mm-hmm. We're in a pandemic. It's mm-hmm. possibility of war. But like, it's not funny to see these things happening abroad. And I think because as a country, we've never been through anything like that. Sleeping through bombs, airstrikes, possibly going over mines. We don't have like a cognitive level of like the destruction yes. that happens and the instability, instability um during this time so like i just hate sometimes how people you know put it into context because there's a big one missing of like not experiencing what that's like to like def- number one defend your country because i'm fucking with the ukraine president and him mm-hmm. going on the front lines because all this america first stuff the i want to see these january 6 people on the front lines when it's time to fight because you got all these guns for what? What did you buy all these guns for? I thought it was to defend America. But I I honestly, you know, I don't know. I don't would I be one of these people on the front lines for America? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think so, but really, I don't know. But the fact that they can identify and like people are li- literally flying back to their country to defend it is admirable and and honorable. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am excited to see them be victorious against the big bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. They got like Ukraine, not going to be a country when it's going to be, nah. it's gonna be an be annex be of Russia. Southern right? Russian mm-hmm. annex of rubles and Ukraine, Crimea region. Yeah. Yeah. It's wrapped. It's wrapped for them. They took that. They took most of that. They took a lot in the first day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like. Not that old. One of the major airports. Yeah. Um, like their their biggest airport. So you can't even fly in and fly out anymore, commercial or private. I mean, they have 19 airports. Um, and yes, I know this because I went down a rabbit hole of I looked at <laughs> one thing and I'm like, wait, wait, 
but why? And I just kept reading and reading and reading and reading. And yeah, 19 airports. Um, but again, I think that the the fact that so there's a history. I think the the discrimination part against African peoples, um, and my source is Instagram, so don't judge me, but um seeing people denied safe passage during a humanitarian crisis, I'm just like, it's hard. It makes it harder for me to empathize because I'm just like, when I travel the world, oftentimes, like right now, I'm in essentially South America and right south of me is Venezuela and there's wild shit going on. And I ask people, yo, what's up with Venezuela? Take that one off your list, my friend. <laughs> yeah, like, like I was... I, I was asking one of my men's that that work here, Edwin. No, no, it was it was a uh, John Travolta. We call him John Travolta because he looked like John Travolta. And I was asking him, Bernadette, he's like, "Oh, what's up with uh, um, Venezuela? I want to go to Medellin. I want to go to Cartagena." And it was like, "You could go to Cartagena, Medellin, but you have your family, so you can't go there for them." But Venezuela, take one off your list. I'm like, "Why? It's it's yeah, no, it's beautiful, but." It's so bad right now and you can't have your watch, you can't have nothing nice because, um, you know, the economy is really bad. So, you know, I did my Googles, some places, 20,000 Venezuelan is like the going weekly pay. Ask me what a hamburger costs in Venezuela right now. What's a hamburger cost in Venezuela right now? 50,000 Venezuelan. <laughs> So you can't even. I mean, there are people who are being played. I have Venezuelan friends and she's just like, like their, their professors were getting paid in flour at one point. Like it's bad. They still it's got flour. It's been bad. Yes. Got a shit of oil. Um, and they got, so I don't want to get too far into this history because it'll take me down another rabbit hole, but if you Google OPEC and the 70s stagflation we had here where gas prices used to be 32 cents a gallon here and it shot up to 179 and we had inflation and um, high prices at the same time and then a gas shortage and a gas price hike all because of bad policy in the 70s, Venezuela was like our pipeline, no pun intended, to all you freedom from everywhere else. And we botched that relationship. And now Venezuela as a country is fucked, it's destabilized. Um, I'm not gonna say who did that. I'm not gonna say who, de- I'm gonna say who destabilized Venezuela. <laughs> but uh, now their economy is fucking ruined. So it's so bad that Colombia and some of the neighboring countries won't even let you in if you're Venezuelan. If you have like a passport from somewhere else, they might let you in, but we can't travel there as a U.S. citizen, right? And once you're in, it's hard as hell to get out. So, um, yeah, it's literally like 15 miles away and I can't go. Um, But, you know, that just shows you where on the one hand, you might be in a nice place. There's like this world is rife with injustice. Mm-hmm. And if you have any kind of heart, it's hard to sit around drinking kava 
eating bad carbs and not feel for people who weren't born into a situation where they can improve their lot, right? Because not everybody has the opportunity to go to school or start a business and improve their life. Some people, based on where they're born, they don't have the opportunity to improve their lot in life. So that desperate, so that's what that's what creates the danger is because they might see you as, oh shit, if I get sun watch or homegirl earrings, I can feed my family for a year. So that shit ain't personal. But at the same time, don't put yourself in those kind of situations. And I think, you know, this country and the policies of it, um, I've been watching, if you can't tell, I've been watching a lot of fucking documentaries about shit. And this is like explained on Netflix, talks a lot about things like um, British influence on the Caribbean and how Caribbean elders still have a reverence for the queen because they grew up singing hail to the queen and shit in school. Mm-hmm. And just now they're like, we need to stop that. But you have generations of people who are mind fucked and look at the queen of England, like a Kardashian. There's people in our country that look at the Kardashians as like, mm-hmm. imagine the Kardashians are saying, yo, listen, y'all gotta, um, Sing hail to the Kardashians and the Jenners every day, and they got a reverence for them that then creates um, mm-hmm. an internalized inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. Shit is nuts. Shit is nuts. But meanwhile, our so-called leaders, not community, are fighting for the right to drill. <laughs> they are fighting not not for education, n- n- not for trade school, not for mm-hmm. more TCI, not for more. Uh, what's the other one? ACE. Not for more transit jobs. Not for more creatives. They're fighting for the right to make drill music. And <laughs> yeah, to me that shit is fucking. I don't want to say pathetic, but it's annoying because I feel like of all things to fight for, like imagine me getting on this platform and saying, like. Fuck homelessness. We need year-round pistachio lattes from Starbucks. I mean, we do. We do. <laughs> it's good. I had, I, didn't want to ask, I didn't want to ask, but it's a, it's a really good. It's OD fire. It, it might be better than with, with the oat milk. With oh, with like right. milk. So pistachio, we do it with almond milk. Ah. Um, because okay. it's nut and nut and super pause, but it's it's nut and nut. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> but I need y'all take on this because I'm biased as somebody that when Chief Keith and those Chicago guys came out, you couldn't tell me nothing about none of them. I was playing my drill music. Like I was fucking with it, but a lot of they shit like Lil Durk had a song, Bang Bros, I thought was pretty good. SD had a song called White Bitches, I thought was pretty good. I listened to a um was the guy that died King Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah. Took him to the O. That's actually song. He got a story to tell or he yeah. got- oh, that's pretty good too. Yeah. Nah, his- well, just for his just for his flow, like not necessarily the content. Um, his his new song um that finally came out, play that. Um she fell in love with a shooter. 
I caught that girl playing with my Glock. She asked me who is Tuka. Just know that we smoke them a lot. I'm just like, but it's a it's a catchy song. 21 Savage jumped on it. And um Sun had a flow, Sun had talent. Um Sun is dead. Yes. Right. More important. <laughs> Most important. Sun is and dead. And not not dead within like two years of of, of popping out on the scene, too. That's and, just... and the thing too is apparently he got into it with somebody in Atlanta, Quando Rondo. They entourages saw each other. He beat Quando Rondo up allegedly, and the Quando Rondo man started throwing and, and hit him. But I'm just like, but you niggas got mad money. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not a perfect man, right? There's people that when I was younger, I was like, man, I'm gonna go to that nigga wake and then I wanna hug his mom at the repast, right? Now I'm at a place where fuck the potato salad in the repast. I'm in a place where those types of things don't matter no more, right? Like, once you get to a certain place in your life, you got to put away the child. Like, this is in a, the good book. Put away the childish things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, these motherfuckers act like they're the Hatfields and the McCoys. You motherfuckers didn't know each other before music. So, mm-hmm. the ego is... The e- <laughs> Google it. If you don't know who they are. I went to Skyler, so I know. As the Zach Shepsu. Via proxy, she went to Skyler and Jazzy actually went to Skyler. So, um, no, but it, it it blows mind how people, so the Chicago rappers for the most part have kind of fallen back. Well, the, the bigger ones have fallen back because, you know, Reese got shot in the neck. Dirk lost one of his best friends in King Vaughn. FBG Duck just got killed. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these motherfuckers been getting killed. Chief Keith probably one of the biggest ones, he's falling back largely from that whole scene, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like for us to now be in New York, right, in our latter 30s and older, telling our mayor that we want our youth to have drill music as an outlet, I don't understand it. I got a son. I got a daughter. Mm-hmm. I got a, a 14-year-old nephew. I got nieces. I would not, like, I can't fathom jocking for the youth to have that as an outlet because most of the people that are behind them are older niggas trying to catch a wave. Like they surfing. They just trying to catch a wave. <laughs> Instead of telling the youth to like, yo, listen, go to trade school, um, go become a plumber, welder. You're going to get 125K in six months. You want niggas to, to arm themselves and rap about killing enemies and smoking on another dead nigga? Like, I saw somebody on the grandpa some shit like I've told my young, like, don't end drill music, don't ban it. I told my young boys to stay dangerous and move tactful. And I'm looking at the post and I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, but is he built like that himself? Like, mm-hmm. you're not like you're not outside. Like, I'm not a, like I was never like a, a frontline outside super duper Brooklyn gangster. So if a young boy came to me and said, yo, what's the path, man? I'm going to say, man. Get you a book. Go inside. Go inside. Stay on, stay on that, that nice, shiny sidewalk. Get you a hero from Ock. Get you a, a a trade or a job. Stay the fuck out the way. I'm not telling you to go grip up. Like, like why, like, why would you espouse that kind of view when, like, that's what I can't wrap my head around. And I know I'm, I'm random rambling. Forgive me. 
But I don't understand how anybody with a heart or a soul, regardless of if you live in your cul-de-sac in Jersey or if you still live in the town, how can you say that you want the youth to have this outlet? Like, I almost want to know if people weren't making money off of this money, I mean, off of this music, would they still want this to be an outlet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, drill music, like, so it's important to know drill music has, like, always been around, right? But, like, they literally use it for, like, drills, right? So, um, and drills meaning, you know, hop in a car, put your mask on, everybody go do what you gotta do, right? So, um, when they, when Pop Smoking Them, like, brought the club feel to drill music, that's a new market now, right? Because now we can dance to this shit. It's like, it's like um, gin and juice, like, you know, what Dre and I was doing on the West Coast, like the gangster music and over here, right? So it's almost like, that's what, that's how I like to think about it. Um, one, I, I also- One point to add really quickly, sorry, sorry to cut in, is that yeah. I don't think Snoop did a lot of dissing of no. his music. No, I will say that um, it was not as like explicit as it is now, which is why I think it's so dumb, right? So- um, I don't, of all of the causes to champion, I just think we had a, a big portfolio of other causes that they could have gotten together <laughs> and championed for. You know, some of them, we are literally still scraping their friends off of the street and we are like advocating for more of this music. Now, it'd be different if like you were storytelling in drill dream, music, right? Storytelling with the purpose, uh, and it was ambiguous to a degree, because I mean, some of the greats do have done that. You know what I'm saying? And that is something that we could be like, you yeah, this is just your imagination or this is just some kind of like, it's fanciful. But you niggas are literally describing getaway cars, accomplices. You are calling out people you plan on killing. It just doesn't make any fucking sense that anybody... Shooting, shooting like Corva. Put that boy head on his shoulders. Why? <laughs> this is not the thing to defend. It's fucking dumb. And I think that, like, I don't know what happened to our collective dissension around. Like, we just, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to us. Um, maybe all of the pressure we've been under, we drill music does help to relieve some of that for some people. So maybe they're afraid that they won't get that particular sound to help them mitigate some of those intense feelings, whatever the case may be, the music has, there's a direct correlation between people dying and this particular type of music. You know what I'm saying? And then there are others that are making wild money off of it. You, you, the lifespan, the lifespan of a drill rapper is what we need to be looking at in terms of uh, research in order for, because a lot of these drill rappers aren't even making it to 21. They're not making it a year, two years uh, when from when they step on the scene. It's, it's nuts. It's like signing up to die to make a quick buck. Like what used to be fast money on a corner is now fast money in a studio because you're going to die just as fast. Like it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? So I am, I think this was not the cause to sit down with Eric Adams with the man wants to bring back stop and frisk. And you niggas would rather sit with him about drill music than stop and frisk. I don't, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. You know what I mean? I don't understand it. But then you're going to use stop and frisk as a reason that you're stressed. That's why you got to go out and make more drill fucking music. Like, it's just, it's like, you guys have, you guys have social equity to do something. Like you have, you have this, this, this uh, reach 
you can do so much more than than this. Even if you were just trying to empower Black economics and advocate for the PAL so that niggas don't have to be shooting other people in the street or whatever else, that would be a better use of your time than the fucking drill music. Eric Adams, if you're going to bring back Stop and Frisk, we need 40 million in police athletic league-related activities, right? We need 10 million for diversionary programs. Mm-hmm. Bring back, you know, boxing shit, like, Mm-hmm. I have a mechanism by where niggas can box a cop. Yo, you violate, fuck civilian, complu- uh, civilian complaint review board. I'm going to box that man. Mm-hmm. Like, like shit like that, that'll actually, you know what I mean? Uh, but before Jazzy weighs in, I got to shout her out because I played a song in the studio last <laughs> year. I thought it was clever as hell. She's like, what do you mean dying together? Like, he's saying he's saying that the, the girl and the guy I'm gonna die together. I'm like, yeah, but it's like so smooth. And, and then she's like, <laughs> she's like, no. So Jazzy was the first person that took me and showed me the light about drill music. So I, I want to give her her flowers on that point. Thank you, thank you. I accept them, and I understand it's hard. You know, yeah. you like the beat. I listen to trash music sometimes just because yeah. I like to shake my ass. And I don't, I literally could not tell you what these people are saying until somebody says, what's the, what are they saying to the song? I'll be like, hmm, never heard that line before. I was just, I was just dancing to the baseline. I'm not paying attention to whatever is being said. But the fact that y'all listen to the rap, y'all are not listening for the beat. Y'all are listening to these lyrics. Mm -hmm. And and consuming the messaging. And then even, you know, like all the young guys in Brownsville that are part of that shit, like the the genesis of it in New York is annoying too because the niggas in Brownsville that lived through it, a lot of them are in their 20s now, but a lot of them are dead. So now for mm-hmm. niggas from Canarsie and other places to pick this shit up, like, why would you want to keep, like, people in Brownsville largely didn't have a choice. Generational poverty. You niggas mm-hmm. in the floors got nice cabinets. Mama's with jobs. Your Pops mother, your mother's, mother's your mother's a nurse. You got a front yard, backyard, two cars, like your, your belly's full. I never understood it. And your nickname, if your nickname is the Flossy, that would indicate that you have money, right? So what are you... What are you doing outside? <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's not to turn it into no, into no thing, right? Cause, cause they going to defend the, the right to call it. Just, just cause we get fly don't mean we're not gangster. You know who don't want to be gangster? I'm looking at my window right now. <laughs> These motherfuckers is old and happy. And I met people that are like, you know, my kids, my youngest is 45. You here with your kids on vacation. I got to tell you, these are the years that matter. <laughs> Right, but nobody is talking about how gangster they were. Mm-hmm. It's only in our culture that we revere the gangster shit. Me sitting out here and playing in the sand with my kids, I got buried in sand and shit like that. I'm just like, why would people in my community choose Rikers Island or Comstock over the ability to? And vacations aren't that expensive, relatively speaking, to like some drip. You can take the same amount that you get some drip and go on a vacation, a solo trip. Right. But I just also think the messaging is not the same. Like, I don't know what they're telling them when they go to class, if they do go to class. But if the music you're listening to is like, yeah, you could be a famous rapper if you kill five people in your hood and rap about it on a record. You could be like little baby and Drake. Like, 
I think that is what the allure is rather than, you know, oh, I can, you know, make a good living and raise a family by being a welder. Like, and also no one's singing about that. Like, because that is somebody's reality. And I'm sure there's a very good welder out there that is living a good life and could write a great ditty about it. But nobody would give him money to produce it. It was scary. It was scary, too. So, you know, I'm out here again with a lot of older Caucasian folks. And I got cool with some of them, you know, like vacation. cool. You know, vacation, you meet people by the bar, you talk, whatever. A dude got comfortable enough with me to say, we need more people like you. We need more good black fathers. And I'm like, oh, that's nigga. Why you do that? Why you do that? Why you do that? But he's from Jersey. And, and he thought he was complimenting you too. Like I, I knew in his heart of hearts, he thought he was complimenting me. And I think a younger me would have been like, fuck at it. But instead, what I took from that was, yo, how our community is viewed by people who then become cops, judges, politicians, is that the stable black family is an aberration. It doesn't exist like that. Like it's it's not there. And I feel like that's crazy because in my immediate circumference, even when I call my plumber, he brings his, his nephew that's like 16, 17, so the plumber, the first time he came through, um, was just like, yo, I, I fam, typically for this, I charge 250 You home team via my man. So I'm only going to charge you 150 And I said, I respect that, but no, charge me 250 You a mm-hmm. black man, black dollars got to stay in the black community. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, yo, you, I'm like, nah, I'm positive, bro. Like, trust me, I, I would love to save that $100 and buy me a nice brunch. But at the same time, Let's keep that money in the community. He's like, yo, I like how you thinking. He's like, yo, you know, I'm 47. If I showed you this man, you would not think that he was older than like 32. Mm. Right. And he's like, you know, I brought my nephew because I'm trying to show him how this go. Like we did five jobs so far, 20 minutes each. You know, your job's probably the easiest of the day. I got a few more. And, you know, for the day, we probably going to make five grand before three, before 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he was asking me, you know, you went to school, you did your thing, you got a son. What would you tell your son or my nephew? So I was just like, honestly, you got to go to school. And and, and then I joked and I said, actually, no, you don't. You got to be of sound mind and body, have more values and principles and be focused on the betterment of yourself and your community and to hold down your family. So if that means that you got a job as a, a transit worker and you crushing it and you working your way up to the top, cool. If you have a plumbing business at 17, 18, you don't take on that debt, but you take some business courses to understand the economics of it all, you, like you're going to crush it. But if you do want to go to school and be a lawyer, a doctor, accountant, engineer, whatever, you got to be the best at it. But either way, you know, there's nothing for you in the streets. If you have any questions about that stuff, you could talk to your uncle. You could, like I could find you a super a super tough to explain it all to you. Like almost like a, a ride along. If you want to like watch on YouTube or like hear his story, like. But 
there's nothing for you in that regard. And this young dude, 17, 18, I can tell by his energy that that was his time. Like that was his timing. Like he was on, like he was raised by the people with the right kind of mindset. He's like, well, my uncles, everybody got trades and jobs. So when people in school or on the block say, do this, do that. I don't do it. And it, but he also said like, yo, but I could also beat all of them up anyway. So it's not like I, like they respect me moving differently. And I think too often we don't have the right power structure in our community to, to hash Epsu's point where we're fighting these battles. Like, yo, listen, here's all the toughs. Here's what we need from a local precinct. Don't come on our block with a warrant unless you call us first. Like okay. if it's a legitimate warrant, and especially if it's like a crime against children or families, we'll turn him in for you. Mm-hmm. Right? What like the world that would be. Right? Like, no, you cannot do a no-knock warrant on this block without calling somebody from tenant patrol. You cannot come on this block to effectuate a warrant without calling us. But instead of that, it's just like <laughs> we're fighting over the ability to say shit like. And then with drill two, nine times out of ten, the person rapping about it heard it secondhand. They're not the person that put that that pain in. Mm, yeah. So it's a very um, vicious cycle. And no matter how much success I attain personally, I'm never going to jack anything that would be the detriment of my community. Even with this platform, had we said we're going to be another platform that just focuses on like the bullshit in the community, we'd have a lot more money in our pockets or for this platform. But instead we're like, you know what? We're going to be different. Cause we always say this city deserves a better podcast, better content. <laughs> and we're going to give it to them. Joker voice. Um, so yeah, man, listen, if you listen out there, rap community, come on, man. If y'all got the streets, <laughs> They build them shits up because right now all I see go, going up on the streets is more high rises, more predatory lending mm-hmm. and more knocks on the door asking people if they want to buy their property. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And that's, and that's after you trip over all the homeless people on the street, on the train, all the mentally ill who are not being serviced appropriately, adequately. Um, and then the sanitation in New York has gotten Awful. I don't know if it's, I don't know what the situation is, but. You're a Jersey resident. You cannot talk about Calitoville or anywhere in my borough with such, such viciousness. It's gotten crazy. It's gotten Not in Calitoville. We have world-class sanitation. I know this guy. I think before it was the slowdown <laughs> with um, de Blasio in like December, January. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to pick up some week. Stuff, but. I don't know what's going on, but there's, there's yeah. been a change. There's been a marked difference. Yeah. It's Maybe like they come, they pick up the garbage when they want to right now. Yeah. Maybe I'm in my bubble, but they pick up my garbage three times a week. It's Lucky. fantastic. Good for you. But <laughs> when you create your own neighborhood, you can kind of carve these things out. <laughs> um, but also, shout out to me for 2222222. Palindrome B-Day, it was majestic epic all that it's a rarity for you that don't know i'm a february pisces the only kind of pisces that there actually is in reality um and my birthday fell on two 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 it was a tuesday Mm -hmm. 
And um, it was it was great. You know, I got to drink several bottles of decent champagne, mm-hmm. um, had some bad carbs, you know, pizza rolls, mozzarella sticks, bagel bites. The good stuff. The good stuff. Some burgers with pepper jack cheese mm-hmm. on a brioche bun with caramelized onions. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. <clears throat> did, you, did you get some jerk in, at Rogers Garden? I did not, but I did go to Rogers Garden and have several drinks. Shout out to Rogers Garden because they let me post up in there with my 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 entourage, and I had several drinks, but didn't have any mezcal, which was annoying. But I still had you know lots of good bourbon. Um, but it was good. It Who's was good. that eats rolls should not be complaining about the lack. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, really? Listen, <laughs> I don't know what pizza rolls did to you, but just because. Your mom looked down on pizza rolls. You're not gonna look down on me, right? Pizza rolls got me through a couple of nights. I right? pizza rolls, baby bites, mozzarella sticks when it was on sale. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a king vitamin kid, and I'm proud of it. Kaboom! Oh, I hate. I'm sorry to jump in here, but I wanted to acknowledge Kalito's uh, seafood spot on Springfield Avenue. Oh yeah. I- I took myself there the other day just to see what was going on. You know what I'm saying? It stay packed in there. And I told y'all before, it stay packed. So I don't like to go in there because um, it's mad people. <laughs> so I found a quiet, like a quiet hour. And um, I went in there and I got some food. It was food for four people, literally the one meal. Mm-hmm. And it was very delicious. So uh, shout out to the, to the plug, uh, P&L. No problem. Shout out to Carlito, my sister's restaurant. I've told them several times to raise the prices and they refuse to because there's like no people and I can. I'm like, you need to raise your prices or cut back on the food because <laughs> they give you mad. Yo, has food is not mad right. food. You get mad food. And I mean, they're doing, you know, they're doing their thing, but I told them, yo, raise your prices. Um, and when I go in there, it's always packed and I always walk in, I knock on the glass, they open the door. And my sister won't let me pay for enough. She gives me like a, a, a giant tray of food. But I love the fact that people even in there be like self-selecting, like they'll line up. And over there, people, people was like very, you know, wow, this is Irvington, New Jersey. It's not like, you know, Brooklyn. They still think it's 1996 in some regard. No, he's not lying. He's not lying. That whole, that whole thing's fucking like, like 1999. It's crazy. But they, they also... <laughs> protect that place. She's had other spots too. She had a bodega at one point. Um, they robbed it at gunpoint. Oh. Um, my cousin in law though did that shit from like the cop on Instagram, <laughs> like disarmed the dude and all that. And I mean, they they are Mexicans and they fear nothing. So mm-hmm. shout out to them because they was they took the gun, beat son up <laughs> with his own gun and packed him up out of there and all that. Um, but nah, like I'm, I've been very impressed with how the community has supported her business. And I've also been on her Facebook and like her Yelp and people try to complain and I'm like, shut up, bitch. Like, fuck you talking about who is mad. Before I realized that you had to, like, As you should. before I realized you, <laughs> you gotta let people just vet, I, you know, I was doing that, but appreciate you going over there to support. Shout out to Carlitos Seafood. 879 Springfield Avenue in Irvington, New Jersey. Uh, yeah. Spin through if you can. Tell them Kalito sent you. Yeah. Um, and shout out to everybody that celebrated, you know, Palindrome Day with the boy. 
every birthday message and I, uh, um, can I ask head chef so did you make any intentions on two 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 yeah so two 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 I will tell you how how I um well Pino I don't I don't you were still finishing your, your thought you mind if I go in detail now? I do not mind at all please okay. please speak of your lovely intentions <sighs> so two 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 um I I st- I mean I started I did do intentions I start most of I saw it every day like that, really. But um, because it was such a significant day numerologically, um, I I did offerings. Um, So I went to the park, you know, burned a little incense, um, you know, brought flowers to the park. I think about sometimes how much I get from how much encouragement and like uh, room to think I get when I go to the park or or running or a big body of water, the beach. And so for me, I wanted to say thank you back to the space, to to the water, the same place that I go and get get clear. So, um, you know, so I brought some things over there and then um, I had a birthday party because uh, I was like, this is brand new energy. This is a brand new season. So I'm just going to cap it off by celebrating a brand, like a brand new thing. So I bought a cake. Um sparked up you know what i'm saying because you got to get in the vibes in order to do that or whatever um and just so and then i hosted a yoga class um the number two is significant but 22 in particular is a, is a master builder number so yeah it's a master builder number it, it's it's so master builder numbers are like 11 22 and 33 you don't you don't reduce them to a single number and it literally represents the um ability to take something intangible and make it concrete in the world Right. And people who have like that life path number born on a 22 day, you know, these are people who are able to make things like like build things that last, build things to like scale things. And so if you were looking for the energy to scale something up in your life or you were looking for the energy to build something or build a new route, whatever, new reality, whatever, that was a good day to harness some of that energy and set an intention for it. So, yeah, I did. That's what I did. You know what I mean? I gave gave back and then I celebrated like all the things I'm waiting for already here. So that's what we're supposed to do. There you go. Jazzy, what about you? I set intentions, not as elaborately as Head Chef Soup, but now <laughs> next time. That's yeah. why I'm here to share with us what she did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a good day. I recognized the energy. It was a day full of of good energy. And um, I was in DC um handling some business, but it was a good day. So that's nice. And awesome. you and you definitely needed to be setting some intentions, you. Um, oh, I did. I okay. so I really sat. I thought it's funny. The night before, I was up, and I'm like, at two, two, two this morning, I'm gonna pop a bottle of champagne. Eleven forty five. I'm like, oh shit, I'm fading. I'm like, but I got. <laughs> I woke up at like one twenty. Like nah, like like I was exhausted. But um, that day, I took my son to school, and um, I just like woke up. I felt very like gracious and very grateful. Um. I felt very grateful to be where I'm at in life. But then it's like, my son is born May 22nd. My daughter's born June 22nd. Mm-hmm. So, and then my wife's birthday adds up to 22. Mm-hmm. So like, I felt very, not emotional, you know what I mean? Cause I ain't no emotional dude like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> but I felt very, like I posted a picture of me Imitating Kobe, like when he won his, his 
his, his uh, championship because I felt like the more wins I've gotten, the more grateful I am for everything that came before it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm finally learning to be more present and not always thinking about what's next. I'm learning to just be in the moment and to not always be thinking hyper vigilantly about the next 10 things that have to occur. I'm learning to take it more day by day and to, you know, truly be more in the moment. And I think, you know, the birthday celebration was a way to do that as well. Um, some folks flew in to like chop it up with me for a day to fly right back. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it was the smallest celebration I've had in a long time, but it was probably one of the most special because I felt like everybody did. I had like 15 plus years with some people had 30 years with like out the sandbox. So, you know, for them to be in my home celebrating me was like, you know, truly special. But it was also like, you know, like I said, pizza rolls, mozzarella sticks, like build your own bird. Like that part of it, like I like to do that purposely to keep myself grounded, right? Like I don't want to go to the steakhouse and all that other shit that I could mm-hmm. do on a regular basis. I wanted to just like, you know, bring it back to like the essence, so to speak. So it was like, you know, it was really dope. It was, And I really set the attention to just not care as much about the next three steps and just focus on the, the immediate one in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. You know, happy birthday again, officially yeah. on, on the wax from Thank all you. of us. Yes. Thank You're welcome. Blessing. Thank you. Word. You got to walk forward for us? Well, a say word. <laughs> I always do that. Say word. You got a say word for us. So the say word is a phrase this time, uh, since we haven't had one in a little bit. The, the, for if you're ready, let's just drum roll right quick. <laughs> the say word phrase for this week is shoot the fair. Uh, Everyone say shoot the fair. Shoot, the, Shoot fair. the fair. Beautiful. Shoot the fair just literally means a one-on-one, a fair one-on-one, fisticuffs fight, no weapons, and no jumping in from other people. Uh, would anybody like to use the phrase, shoot the fair, in a sentence? I would. Yes, great, Jazzy. <laughs> I bet right now the president of the Ukraine would just like to shoot the fair with Putin. That is. <laughs> that was relevant to the episode. I mean, good job. Good job. Nah, good job. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, shoot the fair brought to you by the Stereo Bros. Wow, your friends at yeah. the next socially distanced. Well, we're not even doing socially distanced. Like, mask off. Next time, next time you link somebody, just... Mask off. Future voice. Um, new music. I I had a bunch of songs I could have played, but after going through the episode, I'm going to suggest y'all all listen to Optimism by Sounds of Blackness. Hmm. <laughs> nice Sounds of Blackness. Yeah, man. Okay. 
Okay, fire. Um, there is a song for me. I like um, this is actually kind of like a throwback. It's Pantos de Luz by Gal Costa. You've heard the song before. I know I can't play any of it. I'm dying to so that you know what I'm talking about. But when I play it, you know that it's been sampled before. Um, but it is called Pantos de Luz by Gal Costa. There we go. I'll check that out. Yeah. I'm going to suggest Smooth by BJ the Chicago Kid. Mm. That's a new song, I think. Yo, Sun could sing his ass off. Like, he has that gospel feel to him. Mm-hmm. He's excellent. Yeah, I rocks with him. Um, okay. Parting words for me this week are um, Yo, just <laughs> So you had to, I had to switch it because I, I, I'm going to say something really, really, really younger me, you know, old me, but instead I'm going to say you have the opportunity to create your happiness. Treat your life like a choose-your-own-adventure book and mm. choose the path that makes you happy, but never at the cost of anybody else. At the same time, don't let other people be happy at the cost of you. That was poignant. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I almost don't know what to say after that. Thank you. I was like, oh, my God, I, will re- I received that. <laughs> Um, my parting words for the, the week, um, since it's February 27th, um, it is Dominican Republic's Independence Day and, um, per them, (laughs) I am, um, it's not your real Independence Day, but Mm. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there to all of my, you know, Dominicanos who know what the tea is, you know, who can identify that their roots have African blood in it. Um, you know, we appreciate you. We appreciate the good work you're doing in your own families, trying to change the narrative and the language and the ideologies. So we recognize that. But um, uh, that is February 27th. It's just not the day that you were actually liberated from from slavery that uh and there there's a many there are many places where you can find this information here's a couple of books that i will suggest to you so that no one is like what are you talking about you can uh you can read we dream together dominican independence haiti and the fight for the caribbean freedom by ann eller you can read what does the 27th of february mean to me behind the mask of dominican independence by graciela pachardo and there's a few others that are in Spanish. So like, this is not, this is not to create a, create any tips or anything like that. But um, I encourage you to, to look at your history, your nation's history from other perspectives. And you might find that there's some other truths there. So however you choose to celebrate today, do whatever, do whatever, you know, you feel like doing, but I like to err on the side of uh, history and, History to me says that you were liber- you had to be liberated from Spanish slavery twice by Haiti. So that would not make February 27th liberation from Haiti. That would not make sense. So, um, you know, don't pick it up with me, pick it up with Abuela and whoever else is still holding this narrative for you. Um, I believe in one island, all right? That's, that's my belief. There are too many people playing on our island 
as a whole. And I, I'm really excited for the day that we can like act like one people. So, um, you know, that is, that's my parting words is that we're actually one island of one people, very complicated history, but one people. So. Mm. Facts. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, it's the end of Black History Month. This was, this was Black History Month? Thank you. <laughs> similarly, I was like, literally, tomorrow, I just saw an announcement from Peloton that there's going to be a Black History Month ride mm. tomorrow on the last day. I'm very excited with Alex and Tony. Um, But I was like, that's probably the only thing I've done for Black History Month to commemorate it will be getting on my Peloton and listening to Black people sing. Um, don't know how I feel about it. Um... But I know I'm Black every day of the year. I support Black business every day of the year. So, I mean, I feel like maybe it's just Black History Month every day for me. And maybe that's why I didn't notice, you know, I wasn't distracted by American Airlines putting, you know, their eagle in Black, red, and green or whatever. Whatever it was. Xander was so real this season. Um, Yeah, it's nasty. So, yeah. Wishing you guys a, a good end to the month and to your black year. Thank you. There was, I actually had, um, I wish I had thought of this like a few months back, but I I started building out a program, for, but I realized Black History Month is ending. I'm going to throw it anyway. It's called the Black History of Yoga. And um, we're featuring some comedic practitioners. So if you want to practice, if you want to see what a comedic yoga class looks like, um, I'd be bringing in two comedic yoga teachers to host a class. And then we talk a little bit of how, about how Black yoga actually is at its core. Not in but Black. <laughs> All right, please keep us posted on the deets to that. So yeah, that. Can, uh, share on that. But make sure y'all follow us on socials, stereo underscore bros.com or go to www.stereobros.com. Over and out. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.